Is it some devil that crawls inside of you? God, it, it is hard getting anything done. I don't know how anyone does anything ever at any time at all. It is, I, it is so hard to find motivation, like in general. I have to find like someone who I think is a hero of mine, and then they have to say something in a specific kind of way, maybe in like a just long enough video clip on my phone for me to just like, all right, I'll, I'll get it, get out of bed today, I guess. That sounds about right on the weekend. You know what I mean? Fucking A. I, um, I don't know if I've done a solo episode since I did the Stratera one. The one last year, Stratosphincter. You guys remember that fucking classic, that goddamn gem of a podcast episode? Was it 98, 92? It was somewhere in the 90s. Um, we should be in the one teens, the one teens by now. Um, I really love doing the solo ones. I don't know why I've let myself get so sidetracked that I don't do these more. I, I mean, I do, I, I do, I don't, I like made the excuse to myself. I like, was like, you know what? I get the same amount of downloads. If I do one to two episodes a month with a guest, then if I were to do one guest episode, one solo episode, one guest episode, one solo episode, I feel like people just don't really respond to the, uh, solo podcast as much as I do. And there's two people who really, uh, really inspired me to do them in the first place. And that was uh, Ari Shafir, who's ending his fucking podcast soon. I don't know if you guys ever listened to Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank or even know who that Jew is. Um, he is one of the biggest influences in my life. I wouldn't know who Tom Segura was. I wouldn't know who Joe Rogan is. Like none of these people without this shithead comedian, Ari Shafir. And he's ending it on like the 500th episode or something, you know, more power to him, respect to him. But if I ended this podcast, I would just have to start another one by a new name. And it's just like, that's stupid. I mean, I could have a couple different episodes of a couple different shows or just name a couple of the bad etiquette podcast, something, you know, like the map brain, you know, that's a whole nother separate podcast, but I just do it under the umbrella of bad etiquette. And, you know, it's great. I haven't done one of those in a, uh, goddamn lifetime either. Oh, man, someone heard that burp right now and was thinking what I used to say when I burped on the podcast. Also, apologies. This is the Bad Etiquette Podcast with your host, Dallas Bronson, coming at you in my new home office, recording studio slash library slash study slash den whatever you want to call it, you know, I mean, it doesn't look how I want it to be yet. It's definitely got some tweaking to do, but I live by myself. I have this whole place to myself, this two bedroom town home, three bad bathrooms, I might add. Um, and it just, you know, when you imagine yourself living in your own space, it's going to be decorated. It's going to be perfect. Going to have the shower curtain you want. No, you're not. No, you're fucking not. Not unless you're a fucking millionaire or something. I cannot afford anything. I wanted to change the shower fixtures in the bathroom because I was like, I, I know good shower fixtures. I've been around them. I changed them. They get better than whatever the hell they put in this fucking place. 
I can't even do that. I don't even shower in the master bedroom bathroom. I go somewhere else. I go in one of the other bathrooms. It fucking sucks. I know that's like a first world problem, but it's like you think you're going. That's all you're going to hear from me. I'm not I don't live in a fucking third world. I'm, I don't have flies around my eyes right now. I don't have a distended belly. It's bloat from all the lovely food in the first world I eat. Fuck me. Um, it it sucks. It's stupid. I know it's not like interesting to some people, but I've never gotten to have a whole place to myself. And, you know, I thought I was going to have some cool horror movie posters up on the wall. They're going to be like framed. I was going to have like, like bathrooms have like themes, you know, like, oh, this is clearly the Tarantino esque bathroom <laughs> downstairs with this reservoir dogs poster or something. And then there's like a little pretend Coke mirror down there. I don't know. Anyways, it just, uh, you think that's how life's going to work out. And it's just been six months of me living here and just going, this isn't how I want this to look yet. This isn't how I want this to look yet. And it's just like, this is my home. You should love the way it looks and everything around it. And you should decorate it. And it's just like, have I literally just been living off of a feminine touch that someone else provided? Not my faggot ass, but a chick did. And that I just didn't even hone in on some sort of personal feng shui. I got, I got nothing. It just doesn't, it looks like cr I got, a. I don't know. I think it's the money thing. I think it literally is like, I can't buy the exact things I want to make this dude. I'm clutching this microphone so hard. I just gave my hand a cramp. I'm like genuinely angry. I can't make them look how I want them to look yet. You know, you can't afford things. You get things for free. You're like, it's a fucking free couch, I guess. Whew, I got two free couches too. three free couches. I had to give one away. I have more couches than I do working showers in this place. Ah, I got a free chair. I got a pretty like nice free chair. got it. Um, it was just sitting on the sidewalk. Uh, my friend Sarah sent me a message, said, Hey, this chair was for free earlier. I think if you want it, it's on this corner. And I went over there and the dude, uh, I forget his name, but, um, he was giving it away. It was nighttime. I was like, D uh, you, uh, and yell, you know, I was just yelling out of my forerunner. Like, you, you getting rid of this chair, man? He's like, uh, yeah. I was like, cool. Uh, let me take it. He's like, you want some help? And I was like, nah, I think I got it with four blown out discs in my back. Fucking idiot. Dallas should just let him help me. Anyways, he just kind of watched me struggle. It was funny, but I could tell we were similar in some scope. He had like some sort of motocross brand on him. I could tell he like likes dirt bikes. And I was like, okay, that's, you know, it's not the same at all to what I like, but you know, close enough to like, we could be, you know, maybe we like beer. Maybe we both dislike the president right now. You know, just like there was something there. I was like, yeah, okay, this guy's cool. I think he had like a Tacoma, like an old Tacoma, maybe a new one. Actually, I could tell he made more money than me because it looked like his house is how he wanted it to look. I could tell there was probably shower heads in all the bathrooms that he wanted. It was great. You know, I'm sure he had a, a, if he wanted to, he could have a themed bathroom. <sighs> themed bathrooms, fucking stupid. <sighs> and I can't even sit there on Pinterest long enough to decide that I want something to look a certain way or get an idea. I just get sidetracked. I, my ADD is rampant. I am on medication for it and it does the job at this point, but I'm pretty sure my ADD was like, all right, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Take your, take your fucking Stratera. We'll see you in a year, bitch. We'll see. We're going to come out anyways. And it literally, I just take the fucking uh, medication because as a slight anti-anxiety effect and 
it makes me at least finish what I'm doing if I'm doing a task. And that's pretty good. That's pretty good for me. The rest of it, oh my God. <sighs> I'm, I feel like I'm just, it is not receptive necessarily. But I think it just, I think the, the ADHD is just, it's pure evolutionary in my soul DNA, in my old fucking Viking blood in here. I don't know if I was a Viking in a past generation. I don't know. I don't even know if I'm related to those ones. I Knowing the size of me, I'd be like, yeah, maybe, you know, I have a pretty large skull. Um, I saw a picture of me and my friend Caleb recently and uh, Caleb's an average male. Not that he's average, like he doesn't do much with it. I'm saying like he is, you know, of average height. You know, he he's, you know, skinny, but he looks normal. He's a normal guy, young man. My head looked like I could eat his head for like breakfast. It, what the hell? I'm surprised people don't like shoot spitballs at my head and the near misses get caught in orbit around the size of this skull. And I don't know if it's like my ego inflating my head physically by some literal standard or if it's just I'm so smart or there's just so much dumb garbage in this brain. Like all it is is just fucking useless skateboard tricks and facts and old videos that I just can't remember doing. I went to the Napomo skate park recently. It just opened. I, w I wanted a Napomo skate park my whole childhood. I skated there for a few years growing up and would get kicked out of places. They had the wreck. They had the place before what was known as the wreck, which was just like wooden ramps outside of the rec center before it was burned down. And then the rec center got burned down and then they built uh, several, several, probably 10 incarnations of what was the, known as the DIY spot, the wreck DIY, super fun, super great, had tons of great memories there, but also a lot of like really unpleasant ones. I remember starting this podcast and my friend Matt Diaz had passed away. He was leaving the wreck. He was unfortunately um, a victim of a, a car hitting him when he was skating home. It wasn't a hit and run, but like I know the guy is probably living his life fucking just fine out there. <sighs> Anyways, um, sorry to get a little heavy on myself there. And I, every time I went there, I was hurt. Every time I went to the wreck, it was like I was too hurt to skate. And I realized that I've been too hurt to actually skate how I want to or how I could pretty much longer than I've been able to actually skate. There's nothing, there's nothing worse. Someone asked me what the worst pain I've ever felt was this back number two. This, this fucking back, four herniated discs in my spine that I've been dealing with. I got I got a corticosteroid shot in February, and I think the it's finally starting to wear off. My right foot's getting numb and tingly, but that that's the number two most painful thing of my life. I used to not understand how people would get addicted to opioids or pain pills or drugs or things like that because I'm like, if you're just in pain, like you just got to suck it up. Dude, I... If I would have slipped into some sort of fucking oxycotton coma, I would not have been surprised. It is so, so, so painful. There's the number one thing that hurts, not being able to do what you love. And with this back pain, that causes every, I can't skate 
can even skate kind of okay. There's nothing worse than like seeing your friends who you've grown up with and they've all somehow kept their bodies in just enough good working order that they can still shred in front of you. And you're like, oh, I could do that if I wasn't dying of pain over here. I don't know how to, I don't want to risk getting any more injured, but I also hate living my life in a fucking bubble. You know what I mean? That shit sucks. Can't skate jujitsu. Had to put that off for a whole year because I knew that I was just going to tear it up. I actually went back to ju <sighs> back to jujitsu in May. Was it May? It is May now. Maybe April. It was April. It's been fun. It's been nice. I, you know, good time. I can tell I can't do everything I used to be able to do, but there's still enough uh, fun in jujitsu and enough of a, like a retention of things that are like, I'm good. I'm not getting killed over here. I just, I can't you know, submit people like crushing it. Like I might've been able to do at one point. It, that's another thing is what really sucks is when you're stuck in like a, in like a vacuum and you can't progress your jujitsu or you can't progress your skateboarding and you watch other people surpass you and you're like, fuck this dude was a white belt when I met him. And now he's a higher rank than me. That shit sucks. Uh, I saw this guy recently, uh, on my Instagram, he, he just got promoted to his brown belt. Super stoked for him. Fucking, he was a blue belt when I met him. I, I For those of you who don't know, it goes white, blue, purple, brown, and black. And most of the time for black belt, you're looking about a 10-year commitment to a martial art, uh, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu, that is. The rest, I don't fucking know. I think they just hand that shit out. But it's a serious commitment. It takes fucking physical toll on your body. And But I've been talking to a lot of people. Um, who are around the purple belt, you know, like area of their skills and whatnot. And they were like, oh yeah, dude, I was a blue belt for like 10 years. Are you fucking kidding me? Like it just shit happens. You know, you change schools. There's weird beefs between them. They close, you know, oh, I can't believe I said beef. Ugh. I hate when people use that as a term for like conflict or, um, an antagonist. It, I don't know why it's just, that word just makes me cringe, but that's just, autism coming out of me slowly. Can you catch autism? I felt like I caught autism. Like I wasn't always, you know, a fucking little weird nerdy dork fucking gyrating in the corner. But here I am just like, I don't like the way that word makes me feel. And like, I'm twisting my wrist a lot. I don't know. It, it's a bitch. It is a fucking cruel bitch life. Yeah, skateboarding, jujitsu. Um, I just, ugh, dude, you know what I found out is shooting my rifle hurts. Even I was trying to stabilize like my like abs and everything. <laughs> abs, what abs? My core. Uh, you know, my core of whatever it hurts. Hurts my back. The recoil on my little rifles, my little those fucking. It's not even large calibers. Not even full size calibers. Technically, they're a mid size round or some shit. I forget what the terminology is all those that's one of those pointless details it's like i know about guns but like if you fucking did a pop quiz on me right now i'd get like a c um get some coffee excuse me i don't know if i was talking fast enough before i had to get some caffeine in my butt yeah so that's kind of been a huge bummer not being able to go to like a metal show or a hardcore show in mosh. Cause there's going to be some fucktard like doing that gay ass, hardcore dancing, spinny, dumb shit. Also as someone who's trained just a little martial arts, even like as far as Taekwondo or like a turning side kick, 
comes into play or kickboxing and Muay Thai, essentially things, just whatever that might be somewhat relative. If someone's going to be throwing a spinning kick around me or roundhouse kicks or back fit or like any of that, it's like, I'm, I'm going to do that to you back and it's going to turn into a fight. And one of us is going to get knocked down to the ground. And even though I'm in pain, that's my favorite place to be with someone is on the ground. I want to rip your fucking knee in half pitch. So obviously none of this is going to happen. I'm not going to actually do that. I'm fucking chicken shit. I actually left the Nopomo skate park because this dude like almost ran into me twice. And I was like, I'm way too confrontational or at least want to be to put up with this anymore. So I just, I just took myself. I was just like, I'm upset. I'm going to leave. Got in the car and said, babe, I'm going to go. I just, this guy, he hit my skateboard over there when I was stretching and I was, and I was like, okay, that's my bad. Maybe I shouldn't have left my board there. You know, you were doing a lip slide across the entire channel. I didn't know anyone was even capable of doing that here yet. So excuse me. I didn't mean to hang out right there. And then I was just carving around some, you know, quarter pipes, some, some tranny ripping up some tranny. You can say that liberally about skateboarding. You can't use tranny if you're talking about the, uh, the tease, but tranny skateboarding you can fucking with impunity so he and of course i had to fucking get off my skateboard i had to jump off because he's carving around the other side all of the sudden it's like do you not fucking see me dude i'm being polite and i don't have to be polite i am bigger than you i am angrier than you i have less to live for i'll fucking skin you at this park right now i don't care i don't even know who you are why are you in my napomo you know what i mean i haven't lived there since i was 12 13 years old but to me that's home you know what i mean when i go there i'm like hey where's i'll have the usual like that's the feeling i get of like hey what are you doing in my town it that's just how how i feel um i know some people might be able to relate to that might not be able to but it was that and then like you know when you see someone that's like a a mutual friend of your friend. You're like, Oh yeah. Like we're friends because we both know this guy. And then you see them, th- this third party without your mutual friend, like the main friend that connects you is gone. And you're like, Oh, do we say hi now or not? So I kind of tried to like, be like, what's up? You know, catch a little wave. Like what's up? So-and-so. And I got the shine. I got nothing. And I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. I see how it is. We're not cool unless our friend is around. So we're not actually friends. We've been reduced to just acquaintances. So that really sucks when you're, you're somewhere and you're like, okay, I feel uncomfortable now because shitbag is over here and fucking getting cut off over here by the other dude. So I left. I didn't, I wasn't having a good time. My back's killing me anyways, as you might've heard before. I don't, I don't know what to do, man. I want to do the things I love, but it is so taxing on my body. So I don't know what to do for fun and what I enjoy. I don't get joy out of a lot of things and I really have to distract myself and it's, terrifying i don't know what to do it with my like i know someone's like i'll oh, just get a fucking hobby but it's like i don't even want to do something like i the things i want to do i can't do i don't want to fucking add something else you know what i mean it's just like i gotta have another thing and it's just i don't know i feel as though maybe it's like the generation we were brought up in you know i'm like prime time millennial age 
28 years old. So it just, maybe it's like we were so used to being able to do what we wanted because we, our parents were like, Hey, just, you know, don't shoot up at school. <laughs> like, and so let, we got to like play video games if we wanted, or we got to go skate if we wanted that now that we're adults and we can't do those things. I am just throwing a temper tantrum. Also, I know that there's like some old bitter ass motherfuckers that are like, well, that's just life. You know, you grow up and you can't do the things you used to like to do. You have to go to work and pay bills and watch your wife get fat and hate your kids and get cancer and die. And that's life. And those people are so unhappy because I don't know, they're fat themselves or their fucking, their dick doesn't get hard. I don't know. Those guys are so negative. They're just, don't let them weigh you down. Those are not people you want to be. You got to follow the people uh, in life that have arrived in a place you'd like to be in the future. I like taking advice from people who also might've gone through something similar, but have, have arrived at a very likable place where they get to do fun things. But that's another, I think comparison is the thief of joy. I forget which like famous person that said, but it's a big quote. Comparison is the thief of joy. And it is because I'm sitting on social media constantly and I'm just looking and I'm like, well, wish I could go do, go, go do that. Wish I could go skate that park. Wish I could go fucking hang out with friends that wanted to skate. Oh, look, there's my friends taking pictures together. Wish my friends fucking would acknowledge that we are friends and maybe made it. I don't know what I did to people, but I was looking, I haven't had a tagged photo. I know that's not everything and social media is not everything. And I have bonds that you don't really can't represent just through photos on Facebook or Instagram. But is it my face? Am I prettier than my friends or they think I'm so ugly? They don't want me in the picture or like they don't like, I don't know what it is about what I'm doing. My friends will not just have photographic evidence that we hang out and do things. And and then when I'm gone, they all do. And they all, it's like everyone else they hang out with and they do that. And I go, what the fuck? Like, I know we had a good time, but I feel like you're secretly hanging out with me. I feel like the ugly fat side chick of my friends. That's what it feels like. I feel like the fucking ugly fat side chick that like the guys banging on the DL. That's what I, that's what my friends make me feel like. And that sucks. And I hate, and I know that's such a childish note, like thing to be upset about, but I'm a fucking child. What? It's like, I already can't do the things I love to do. I can't even be shown with the people I love to hang out with. What the fuck? The fuck is your guy's problem? So if you guys have a photo of me that exists and that we took together, just send it to me. I'll post it. You don't need to. I understand for some reason it conflicts with your algorithm or what you want to have on your profile, send it to me. I want, I want people to think that I know people or have a friend anymore because sometimes I don't feel like I do. If I were to get married next week, I'm not sure who I would put as like a groomsman or a best man. That role doesn't really exist in my life anymore. I'm only 28. I thought by now I'd have like lifelong best friends. They're there. They're fucking solid rocking in place. Like I have people that have come to mind me just saying this, but they don't live anywhere near here. They don't live within a five hour radius. Shit sucks. Hmm. Maybe I need to move too. I wonder who would miss me if I moved really far. Well, I guess I did do that. I don't remember people missing me a whole lot. God, maybe I should kill myself. 
Anyways, um, I'll get another episode out before I do that. But it, man, you got, have you ever been sick? And I mean, I'm sure you've been sick. We all got COVID, right? Excuse me. Um, and it, to me, it feels like I got sick recently and I never get sick. I got throw up sick. You know, the kind where you violently barf and puke. I've never had that as an adult and I got sick at work. I had to, I was changing an electrical panel. And I had to like fucking pass off the screwdriver to my friend or coworker. And I was like, here, dude, I, give me a second. And I went outside and like as violently as I've ever thrown up in my entire life. It hurt my back. I think I re-injured like something that was healing in my back and re-threw it out. And it fucked me up. That was so painful. And then I had to go home, you know, miss out on work, which apparently they have this thing called sick pay now. I don't know. I forgot. Um, So hopefully don't lose any money on that. Throwing up that hard is not fun, but there's something that like I felt that this was on Wednesday. Today's like Sunday. Now I'm feeling better. I felt like not myself for a couple days being sick and like pissing out of my ass for consecutive days on end that I feel like a new person. I feel like a snake that shed its skin for winter. I don't know if they do it by season, but I'm not an anthropologist, nor do I know what anthropology is. It, I feel like, like new, I feel like refreshed. You know what I feel like you guys ever watched the first Hellraiser? you know, and like that chick's bringing him people to kill or eat or whatever. And he's slowly like growing his body back. And it's like, first he has like, you know, muscle tissue. And then he has like, you know, blood vessels. And then it's finally like some of his like faces back and he has like eyeballs. It's like, that's how I feel as I feel this year, this going through the breakup in November with Kylie, shout out to emotional turmoil guys. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, we're no longer together. Uh, you've been living under a rock. Also, what the fuck is that? How come when you break up, or go in a big breakup it's like people secretly take sides and then they just stop talking to you and like i don't know what the hell i did to anyone i didn't break up with anyone else but there's sure is a lot of people that just decided or maybe they had already secretly decided that they were on the this person's side the a or b person's side in the relationship so they're like when it's over we're going to a group over here fuck b group you know i'm in red corner i don't do that blue corner bullshit anymore blue corner can go be a whore or whatever he wants to do you know like they just have this i used to joke with my friends like hey uh, can i get you in the divorce like because you know when people break up you're like i'm, I'm you know I, I get it like you're like ah the guy i'm on the guy's side what am i gonna do fuck that chick i'm not interested in her i want i, I was friends because it was my buddy's girlfriend it i don't get it i don't get it anymore now that i'm a victim i'm a victim of it it people <laughs> i i can tell literally by going back to social me- media here sorry i don't have a life anymore um can't do anything that i actually want to do or that's fun um so i just go to work and come home look at my phone and then get really sleepy and uh wake up and i'm still really sleepy and then look at my phone at work and there's just i don't know what to do anymore Even the people who like the pictures and posts that I make now are different. It's like, hey, there's this weird quadrant I think I lost in the divorce of friends. They don't like my stuff like they used to. 
like, I think people literally were just kind or nice to me out of respect for my ex. And that's a shitty feeling when you find out, oh, you didn't even like know me or like me as a person. I was just like a default interaction because that maybe I don't. That's one thing is I don't want to treat someone's significant other as just their other. I want to give them their own identity, right? I want to give them their own individualities and the own dynamic we can have between me and that person. You know, or not. Fuck them. Um, oh, man. Felt good. Get off my chest. I've been waiting to sit down and talk to someone like, uh, what do they call them? Well, you know, when you like are going through something, you need to talk to this kind of person and get some things off your chest and maybe they'll give you some advice. Maybe they'll give you bad advice. Maybe they'll just joke around with you. I think they're called, um, homies, friends, pals. I don't know. Those things, they just don't seem to, they don't seem to make themselves known. You know, when like that's the difference between a friend and someone who's not a friend. When you're going through something that isn't fun, that isn't good, your friend will still be there with you, still be there for you. When you are not doing well, they will still be there. That's a friend. I really like that. It's the people who are around only when you're doing well. They're kind of fakers. So when you're partying and celebrating and having a good time and stuff like that, take a good look at the quality of friendship you have and think if one of us was going through something bad, would I be there for them? And would they in turn be there for me? And vice versa. I think it's a really normal adult thing to do to take inventory of the friendships and dynamics you have and kind of clear out that spam folder of those things you're not interested in being friends with anymore. People that are just not helping move you along in life and aren't moving along in life themselves either kind of antiquated gotta get gotta get you know the the people who have really like just become stagnant get them out you know get the stagnant people out don't be don't become stagnant yourself either this is a way to help yourself prevent becoming stagnant people who value like just getting fucked up or just you know like just doing things bad for them. You need people who like doing things that are good for them. You need to surround yourself with those positive people. And even if they're your friends who are kind of wanting to try and get into something more positive, encourage them, be a good friend, be happy for someone else's happiness. And just let, like, I think that's, that's a good start. Sorry, sorry to get all fucking emo on you. But I've just been sitting on all of this stuff, just swimming around in my mind and my brain, unable to let it out, unable to talk to someone about it with that. No one's like readily available in any capacity. Like I, I got to go to work and I got to come home and I got, I don't, I don't even have the time or energy to get this out. This is just like a rare moment on a weekend. (sighs) I don't know, man. I don't even know where I started going this way. I'm I'm enjoying sitting in this office though. This is going to be, this is going to be like a good fucking time. This is going to be a good place. I'm excited. I'm excited to have my humidor in here. Maybe have some cigars in here. Um, don't, don't tell the uh, fucking 
you know, property management or whatever thing to fuck themselves. Um, but yeah, have a nice cigar in here. That'd be good. Crack the window open. No one will ever know. Ooh, that sounds fun. Hmm. A little whiskey in here. Oh, also for, for those of you who like listening to the podcast, um, or want to be on the podcast no alcohol, no more alcohol. People, people love to say like, Oh dude, I'll fuck it. I'll come up there. Do you we'll have a fucking cup of beers? Get a drink and fuck up. I'll tell you some shit. And it's like, okay, this is, that's not the show. Go away. Like you must be thinking of another podcast. Cause I can't do that. I've wasted a good 20 episodes on people, myself or friends just in general. Um, that have just been completely ruined and tarnished by us getting fucked up. And it's just not good. Alcohol is awesome. It is not awesome when it, <laughs> when it is on my podcast. Apparently I have, I have a couple that are just called disaster episodes. They're just mindless people interrupting each other, talking over each other, just the most unlistenable filth but of course the person who's like on is like oh dude clearly i'm so drunk i can say crazy stuff that i don't have the balls to say and then you're gonna put it on right i don't know it just you're gonna make a platform for that right i guess i fucking guess dude jesus (sighs) i do i really want to set out like a beacon of like hey guys um just want to let you know I am still here, still a person, still exists. Well, I guess I did. Um, even though I am with somebody new, I'm not with that person I used to be with. Um, we're halfway through 2023. Uh, you can acknowledge that we were friends seven, eight months ago, but for some reason you're not friends with me now. I don't know what happened. What happened, guys? Are you out there? So, I mean, I doubt those people are even listening to this at this point. But, yeah, no. Um, this did this podcast did kind of start with the idea of it's a great excuse to hang out with my friends and bullshit and get to connect, uh, in a cool conversation and also maybe a a way to make new friends. And I gotta be honest. Um, I don't think I've ever felt like I have less friends or lonelier in that capacity, uh, in my whole life. And maybe it's just like what happens as you get older, you, you kind of lose these, Maybe it's just the way the world's getting. I don't know. I was pretty celebrated as an individual for my authenticity and the way I would say things other people were thinking, but were maybe afraid to say or not comfortable saying. And I think ironically that has alienated me so much away from people who are willing to like be fake and do like generic things with each other that I just, I just don't have the, the friendships and camaraderie I want. So <coughs> Jesus coughing on my own sadness. Gay. Oh man. I've also been pretty busy with a uh, school. Never thought I'd say that I work full time and do electrical training online school for electrical training. Yeah. 101 and 102 just finished 102 been been in school for five months it's been pretty cool got got the next month off so it's gonna be uh, hopefully a good time to find some friends again and reconnect with some old ones and strengthen uh friendships going into the end of my 20s early 30s here now so we could do that that'd be nice 
I am spending a lot of time with this new partner too. She is fantastic. Ironically, I am very lonely in a friendship department, but in like a romantic friendship department, I've never felt better in my life. It is, I've never felt this kind of love. I've never had this kind of affection and I've never like felt like I wanted to be better and do better for something more. It has been so satisfying and so uplifting. And I know that's just like this cruel balance of the world because I have this deficit in organic friendships and like satisfying friendships. <sighs> but tis life. Tis life, man. Like never any nothing's ever perfect. Like I bet if I could do everything I wanted to do, if I could go skate, go to mosh pits, go fucking shoot guns, go to jujitsu, go do, you know, go hike and be like in shape better and whatever. Um, if I could do all of those things, I probably wouldn't have a good uh, relationship right now. Maybe that would be the trade off. It's a world of trade offs, you know. I now have a place of my own and I have privacy and I have this sanctum sanctorum essentially, but now I have no money because I pay for it every month and now I'm like, oh, well, shit. Maybe that's it. I think money really is the answer to everything. People say money isn't everything, but it's like, well, if I had more money, I could have uh, an excuse to go do things with people that are friends. Maybe I could even pay for friendships essentially where it's like, oh, dude, you don't, you don't have money. I got you. Come on. Like, I'm so thankful for the friends that really provide and like help out other friends that are not in a good financial situation or maybe like just like, oh, I don't, I don't have that kind of money right now. They're like, no, I got you. Those friends have kept me afloat my entire life. And now, I don't know. Now I don't have money for them back. Maybe they're not around. It's kind of dark, kind of weird, but it does. And everything I want to do, it's just like, well, if I had better money, maybe I could do uh, better therapy for my back. If I had more money, I could have, I could go drive to Napomo, go skate with those friends more, maybe have more access to them. Oh man, I could afford gas to go to jujitsu more when I wasn't going as often because gas was so expensive. Maybe just money's the answer to like things I need or I want, but it really does seem to kind of root itself right there. The almighty dollar. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, well. I mean, things have been pretty interesting. I'll tell you what, when you're penniless, like I've made myself now, it is very immediate. I am very, I feel very present and stuck in whatever thing I'm doing. Sometimes I'm not stuck. Sometimes I feel like oh, I'm just right here and I don't have to worry about the past or the future because there's only right now. And it is, there's something very liberating about that. And there it can be almost too liberating. And that's what we call homeless people. <laughs> A little too liberated where it's like, you're just worried about the hole in your shoe that's on your foot right now and like the next possible meal or the next possible drug fix. Like there is nothing else beyond that. There is maybe some dwelling on the past when you're sitting there in my drive through, but holy hell, I got to imagine homeless people have to be the most present immediate people when they're not completely blasted on drugs, mental illness or alcohol. Um, 
but I mean, have you really ever met a homeless person that's just like, oh, hey, man, just, you know, just down on my luck, hobo, just can't, can't seem to figure the whole money job housing situation right now. But like, every time I see a homeless person now, they're like, and it's like, oh, shit, um, get the fuck away from me. Like, it's, I don't know if mental illness causes homelessness or homelessness causes mental illness. Cause I gotta imagine there's an overlap there, right? Where it's like, there's enough crazy in people that people don't want you in an apartment. So they kick you out and they don't want you at the job. So they fire you and they don't want you in the jail. So they release you and they don't want you in the, their city. So they bust you somewhere else. And then you're just stuck homeless. Cause you're like, I, I couldn't possibly break back into society that I'm deemed too crazy. And then there's gotta be someone who's like, I'm down on my luck. Damn, this is month three. I'm fucking losing it. <laughs> and then they're like, you know what? I don't have anything to lose. It's not like I have a home or a job or anyone that loves me or a fucking kid with me. You know, my dog's not going to judge me. I will try the heroin. Let me see that. That's going to make me feel better. Thank God. I haven't felt good or better in months. And then you pretty much get stuck in that cycle. I bet. in that loop. Oh man. I feel really bad for homeless people until they make me uncomfortable and then i'm like okay <laughs> sucks to be you bye and then i drive away in my 20 year old vehicle that is literally like one malfunction away from making me homeless so you know i'm sure if karma's real they're gonna come fuck me in the ass but <sighs> let's let's hope not I thought having my own placement, I'd have people over for like fun game nights and we'd have like barbecues and maybe hang out and do more podcasts here. And <laughs> I think I can count on one hand friends that I have that even know where I live. First of all, second of all, definitely I can count on testicles, my friends who've actually been to my place. So, <sighs> this there's some personal responsibility I need to take for this whole uh, decline in friends, decline in friendships. And I don't know what it is necessarily. And maybe it's staring me right in the face. And maybe the person listening to this is screaming at me because I'm retarded. And they're like, this is clearly it. It's right there. It's across this whole episode. It's in every post. Like, just think like, ah, sometimes you're too close to the problem to see the solution. You know what I mean? When you zoom in on something, you don't see the whole problem. You just see one component of it. Uh, that could be it. That could be it. I used to think that um, the coffee and drinks and things I consumed on this show made me burp, but it's actually the amount of talking that like it exas exacerbates your stomach muscles and like the gurgles and acid and the contents of your stomach that cause a lot of these like burps and spasms and air bubbles to come out. So apologies. I don't know what the... Uh, proper etiquette is on that but like i said this is the bad etiquette podcast folks we'll uh be back next week with a good friend of mine <laughs> um thanks for listening